you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. You come back to New England, the first ever coaching opportunity in the postseason, and you could be the one to dethrone the dynasty to end it. The two of them together. Yes. I mean, it's we'll never see this run again, Jim. Brady's pass. It's intercepted and returned for a touchdown by Logan Ryan, the former Patriots. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I don't know what the other storylines are going to be emerging over the next three, four weeks here, but the 2019 NFL season will forever be remembered as the season in which all the old quarterbacks (laughs) got old. Brady out. Breeze out, Eli and Rivers already well uh, down on the golf course or wherever they are. The last best hope, Big Ben Roethlisberger, he and the bum elbow. We'll see what he has come 2020. In the meantime, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Ready to chop up what was a really wild, wild card weekend for you. Um, I went one and three, picking the games, the the straight up winners of how it was going to go. Not that great, but, uh, you know, there's some good things that you can take away from it. Either way, let's uh, let's see who's here in Studio 66. We do have some big news regarding the recently announced Shecky Awards. It is not unprecedented that we will go back and modify after the actual announcement, and we do have a big announcement in that regard. Um, But first, let's say hello. In his inaugural visit to Studio 66, we've wanted to get him up here for some time. Enjoy watching him on Good Morning Football on Saturdays and on Total Access during the weeks out there with the Wolf and uh, and, uh, our guys Mike Robb and Steve Smith and Garofolo and the rest of them, Hartelius. Here he is. It's D'Angelo Hall, everybody. What's the poop? How are you? I appreciate you having me. Hank, what's going on? Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, first first thing, I don't want to start out with All a contentious right. thing, but do you agree with me? I've, I've long held this opinion. Virginia Tech, a, a nice, 
emerging powerhouse. I don't know if they'll ever crest over Probably and become the— a declining the... powerhouse now. I know. Well, we used to be really good when we had Coach Beamer, and we used to go out and win the state, as we used to say, by mm-hmm. going out and getting recruits. Now, uh, you know, when Alabama and Florida State and Clemson come knocking at all the recruits' doors right. down in Virginia Beach and that Tidewater area— it's kind of hard to keep them in state, so we haven't done as good a job doing that. So, uh, yeah, I would kind of disagree with a uh, ascending program and more of a descending program. So that, so we've already yeah. seen the peak. Well, that's yeah. bad news. Here's worse news. Here's yeah. the enduring bad news. Worst color scheme in college. Football. Oh my goodness! That's Are a terrible. Me? Look at that man, burgundy and orange. orange. It is tough. That's, that's clean, yeah. man. That's clean, especially like when I was there. The jersey color combinations were kind of, you know, just a little bland. Mm-hmm. But now, oh, they do it. They doing everything now. Check, they got the orange. They got the uh, the hokey stone type mm-hmm. helmets. They got military camel. I mean, they got they got all kind of stuff. I probably would have stayed my senior year had I had this many color jerseys. <laughs> but you still, but you still can. Or listen, you can you can dress Look, it up however you want. It's I still like burgundy it. and orange. Like it. It's not it's not burgundy maroon, and maroon, whatever, like the browns, right? You played with a lot of red teams. I'm now thinking, yeah. like, in, uh, yeah. throughout right. your career, yeah. red was the dominant color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice yeah. you also hear there, all the way from uh, from London, England. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan. There's Handsome Hank. That's enough. We don't have D'Angelo. We have a special guest making his first visit here. Um, but a grand weekend of wild card action I want to get to. Also, news as we record here midday on Monday. Mike McCarthy, the new coach of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if I should be underwhelmed or if I should yeah. nod. That's a good mature decision for that team. I, we don't even know necessarily that Dak Prescott's back, but I think we can assume that, right? Yeah, yeah I think we can assume Dak Prescott's back. I think, um, you know, I think Coach McCarthy, uh, you know, I think he's a good coach. You know, I go back and I think about all the teams I played against that were Mike Mar- Mike McCarthy coached Green Bay teams. Um and it re- you know, toward the end of his tenure in Green Bay, they were kind of having those difficulties with this right. offense. This offense was just so stagnant. Aaron mm-hmm. wanted more movement and just just more scheme um related plays and more things that you could kind of uh you know run other things to set plays up. And Mike McCarthy really wasn't about that. He was a strictly West Coast style of offensive guy, um, threw the football a whole lot. Um that's why when we see this Green Bay team, it's so different because they're running the football. And I told somebody, I'm like, man, like, I don't know if I like this Green Bay team because part of what made Green Bay special under Mike McCarthy was the ability to let Aaron Rodgers be great, mm-hmm. be Aaron Rodgers. Now I feel like under this Matt LaFleur system um, in Green Bay, Aaron's not asked to do a whole, whole lot. And so, yeah, he can still call on being great from time to time, um, but it's not like it was in that Mike McCarthy offense. And so if I fast forward over to Dallas and how do I think that offense is going to look, I'm, 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 I just don't know. You know, Shaq, I, 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 I try to visualize how this offense can get better. And I heard Mike McCarthy say he did a whole lot of self-evaluating himself and how mm-hmm. his offenses looked and, you know, the trends that the NFL is kind of going toward. And, you know, I just always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like, I mean, you can – but if he didn't if he didn't want to change this offense and do some of the things that Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, was asking you to do at the quarterback position to keep your job and make this offense a little bit different and more explosive, uh, more exciting, I don't know how you do that with a guy like Dak Prescott. 
Right, but Dak, Pre- but but because Dak Prescott isn't Aaron Rodgers, maybe it's easier for him to run yeah, the offense he wants teach. to run, and maybe it, maybe it helps Dak as well because he's you know you you're not like am I making the best use of yeah. this incredible like once in a generation quarterback? Dak's great, but he's not. Aaron well, Rodgers. I but will he run the football? Right. That, well, that's in that's the West Coast because he's got a pretty good running that's back. That's what you got to well. do in Dallas. Yeah, he's got to modify. Yeah, he can't. Not, he can't yeah. just be like, "Yeah, we're running the West Coast." So Zeke's. What, what are you talking about, yeah, Coach? What, what, what am I doing here? Also, the other the other thing that he's going to have to contend with, of course, is the fact. What's that? I was going to say Jerry. Yeah, well, that's true. Nah. But I, I, but I'm also just thinking about well, what Jerry's going to do, presumably, with Dak is, and this is a plague across pro football now with a lot of teams, there is a healthy middle class in terms of talent with mm-hmm. starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Just because you pay a middle class guy like he's a high class guy doesn't turn him into one magically. No, it does not. I like Dak a lot, but is there any case where Dak is like, Top eight NFL Q. I don't know because that was, was such a, an there easy. There was a period. There was a period earlier this yeah. year where he was, was playing yeah. at least at that level. So well, also I, I think as as the as the the name brand guys who we ran through at the top as they fade away, I I, I don't ask it rhetorically no, um, I, because I think Dak is kind of sliding up. And yeah, where do you? To me, the guy who I maybe the takeaway, and it is funny that the whole the whole uh, regular season you get consumed by it week after week and fantasy and what what my team and this and that but it all is just prelude it's all the hors d'oeuvre to the to the main course of the playoffs and this is where the stuff is starting to happen and russell wilson steals another one and maybe you can be underwhelmed by the seahawks performance against josh mccown in general but do you agree with this um d'angelo i talked with handsome about this last week I feel like maybe with the exception of Mahomes, if I can't tell you anything else about the circumstances in uh, around the game, what the weather's going to be like, if it's in a dome, how good the defense is or otherwise, the one quarterback I want, you get to pick the quarterback and that's the only thing you have control of. I think Russell Wilson's the choice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he just, it's crazy. Absolutely. He wins games. And I, and, I, and I told somebody, yeah, you were under underwhelmed with this performance in Philly, but I think part of what makes Seattle so good is – they know how to do just enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're never, uh, you know, they're n- it's never as bad as it seems, you know, when you when you know you always got Russell Wilson with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, somebody said, well, the way Philly played, I think if Carson Wentz would have been out there, they would have won. I said, well, I think the way they played, if Carson Wentz would have been out there, I think you would have got just a little bit more yeah, out of Russell got, you still, They still would have won by three. Right. To still win the game. Yeah. I mean, I have to apologize to Eddie behind the glass because when we were making the picks, I went one and three as well this weekend, but the one that I got right was the Seahawks. I went 0 and 4 in wildcard weekend last year, so I'm improving. Mm. Okay. Um, but I said to Eddie that this was the game. Like, there was one game. Or I assumed there'd be one game that was like a blowout of some kind, and I thought it was going to be the Seahawks beating the Eagles. And Eddie said, no, that. They just win by three points or one score or whatever it is, and and sure enough, that was the case. Yeah. I I mean, it, it, I, there is something to what you're saying. I think that 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 you're right. That right, the game goes differently in the second half yeah. if Wentz is out there and he, you know, when they get it down inside the five, if the Eagles punch it in, obviously the Seahawks respond differently than the respond. way they did. Yeah. Um, Marshawn Lynch gets a touchdown. Everybody rejoices yeah, every time got, he they does got, that. He got, Seven yards total. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that, that. The touchdown's nice, but I literally there off is the no top running. of my head. Here's how grim no, things zero. are. 
it, it, it speaks to my uh, my lack of ability to absorb information at this point in my life. But also, I can't even name the guy who fumbled the ball for the Seahawks on his first carry. And he got more touches than Marshall. Travis Homer. 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 Yeah. Homer. That's right. Travis Homer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk to you, though, D'Angelo, while we got you here, about the 2012 season. Um, because to me, that was maybe the best playoffs that uh, off the top of my head in the last decade or thereabouts. That was a great one. Starting off in our nation's capital, you were a part of that RG3 versus Russell Wilson game where Mike Robb gets in the end zone, if I remember correctly. He scores a touchdown in that one. Did he? I think so. Uh, he doesn't remind me of that. <laughs> Not yet. I, I can't even remember. Everything's like a blur. They had that ugly gray that uniform because on. Because we won, I think, seven in a row, eight in a row. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we felt like, oh, man, Philly coming in. I mean, not Philly. Seattle's coming in here. Oh, we got them. Mm-hmm. You know, we just knew, you know, at, at the time, Russell Wilson's legend wasn't as, as great as it, it is nothing. now. And so for us, it was we got to stop Marshawn Lynch, right? And we were able to pretty much keep him, you know, keep him under wraps and keep him contained until, I think, the fourth quarter. I think it was 13 to 10 or something like that in the fourth quarter. And we scored all 13 of those points, I think, in the first quarter, by the way. And so we were just hanging on, you know, defensively, offensively. Um, RG got hurt, I think, early in the first yeah. quarter or second quarter. Um, and so, you know, we were out there with Kirk Cousins, who didn't get a lot of work through the course of the week. But, you know, we felt like, you know, we could still win this game. And it was a screen pass to Marshawn Lynch that broke our backs. Mm-hmm. And I know you talked about how Marshawn only had seven yards in the game. But it was so telling that touchdown he scored I don't know if Travis Homer scores that touchdown it's simply Marshawn Lynch's it's his heart man yep. it, 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 that's the engine like people kept saying how's he gonna do when he comes back I'm like I ain't worried about Marshawn because the way he grew up is gonna give him that that mindset that if it's me versus this dude right here I'm going to win. Right. And that's what you saw on that goal line. Which is why the week before, I mean, yeah. he wouldn't have played, you know, like if they, if, if Pete Carroll hadn't inexplicably let the clock run out, he would have gone in the yes. end zone in that situation Absolutely. as well. No doubt in my mind. And Absolutely. then then we wouldn't even be talking about the Seahawks now because they wouldn't have played. Yeah. Pete Carroll and company screwed up at the goal line with a big game on the line one time. And then you take a, wait, well, there was that. Uh, yeah, there was that well, uh, one was, other okay. time too. Okay. Maybe a couple. <laughs> Maybe a couple times. Yeah. At most though. Pete but yes. I I once stood outside the Seahawks locker room as the team made its way out onto the field in the most intimidating intimidating environment I think that exists in pro football. Um, And as they came out of the locker room, I was struck by because I wasn't reading their numbers. I was just watching the flow of guys. And one of the biggest guys that came through towards the end. Was I was like, who is that big dude? And I was like, oh, that's Marshawn Lynch. He's about as big as anybody else on that team. And that was he's the precursor to Derrick Henry. Yes. Right. How much how I mean, I thought and by the way, when just like Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I said when Derrick Henry got drafted, this isn't going to work out. He's too long. There's not much um, history, at least in the last 30, 40 years of, uh, of six, three, six, four running back. Yeah. And it seemed like it took him a half a step to get up to speed. Ergo, he'd get hit in the backfield and wouldn't make it. Talk about what that's like though, even for a pro 
uh, defensive player who's used to running at full speed into other large human beings and uh, on purpose and tackling them. How much different is it to get Marshawn Lynch, Laguerre Blunt, oh Derrick Henry, I, and who's the toughest? Can I throw another double? another yes. one name in there? Because the same thing happened yeah. to me one time seeing a guy run out of tunnel. I'm like, what what number is that? Brandon Jacobs was oh, another one where he's like, oh, he's yeah, he another with it. He was he happened to be standing next to uh, a defensive games. end, and it was like he's bigger than the defensive. Yeah, end. yeah, no, I remember those games, man. Um, you know, you always heard the stigma of, you know, no DBs like to tackle. Mm-hmm. And so you get these big running backs, and, you know, when they get to the second level, which is essentially where they meet the 5'10 to 6'1, 6'2, 200-pound DBs, it's like, oh, you know, nobody wants to hit these guys. And that's the X factor, that no matter what happens, that there's going to be an encounter at some point between a guy on defense, presumably you want more than one guy on defense, yeah. And that running back. And so when you talk about a guy like Brandon Jacobs, I mean, oh, my goodness, Adrian Peterson, the way he ran the football, LeGarrette Blunt, um, Derrick Henry, Marshawn Lynch, these are guys who when they get to that point of impact as a DB, as, as myself, I'm yes, I'm coming, but I'm coming a little bit lower than I probably right. would. And when I'm coming, I'm expecting a couple other guys to be coming to help me out. But with Derrick Henry – you know, Tennessee's found – well, I'm not going to say they they found. I mean, everyone knows that no one wants to tackle these big guys, especially when it's cold outside. I mean, I mean, you hit a guy, you, you know, your finger, you, everything hurts for five or six plays when it's 70 degrees, 80 degrees. All right, bam, all right, I feel all right, I'm good. So these are guys who deliver the blow. And most DBs, like we said, we don't like to tackle. We'll tell you, we get paid, intercept balls, um, check receivers. And so, uh, you know, just the mentality of a, of a little DB who's trying to tackle these big guys, we don't want no parts of that. You couple that with it's 30 degrees, it's snowing, we're losing because they're continually doing this. You know, I can remember Dallas putting me on the edge side of the ball every time, which meant it was no, no receiver for me to cover. Tight end, and they was like, all right, D-Hall, we know you can cover. <laughs> Let's see if you can tackle. And they literally ran the ball at me every play, and I was just like, dog, this is crazy. <laughs> and to the point, we had to switch it. I went and played safety, and I said, look, Coach, it makes no sense. I don't get paid to be hitting. That's exactly right. right. Hey, exactly. hey, Coach, don't get on me. The nose tackle can't cover anybody. Exactly. We put the safety at corner. And they let me go play safety because they like, dude, if they keep running into this closed side with this tight end and you have to, you know, I have to get around this tight Tight end end, and try to fight off the block. But, man, it it is so hard because, yes, everyone sees us covering and making interceptions. But, I mean, the hardest part is tackling for sure. Is there one guy in your career where you've had a split-second decision and said, I don't know if I want a part of this? Nah, nah, not me because I – I, I actually embraced the contact. Like, right. I, I enjoy it as a corner. Um, I moved to safety the last three years of my career, mm-hmm. and I remember Ed Reed talking to me before a game, and he was coaching at the time. And he was like, D-Hall, you know, me and Ed's talking about Edron James. You know, we were watching the game, and, man, you was coming up smacking dudes. And he was like, I, I just – I didn't expect that from you. And I'm like, Ed, I'm telling you, man, like – I'm the littlest dude out here, and I figured if, if I'm running fast, right, I just exactly. run fast and hit somebody and sacrifice my body, heck, I'll make a play, and it should be hard, right? And he just started laughing. But I tried to pride myself on tackling, um, you know, just because, you know, I knew at some point I did want to play safety. I saw Ed and, uh, you know, Troy Palomalo make all these plays through the course of my career while I was playing corner. And, you know, I always had to lock down the number one receiver and follow a guy all around the game, and I was just like – 
ah, oh, it'd be nice to just sit back here and play free safety <laughs> like you're on a coffee break. You know, <laughs> the quarterback, go make plays. But then I found out no quarterback wanted to throw it deep because they knew I was. Oh, when there. they, when they, yeah. when a lot, yeah. you see it more in college than you did, did in the NFL when I was growing up. But some college teams used to drop that free safety way back, oh, and man. they would call that, they actually would label it not free safety, the hero position. Yeah, that, hey, <laughs> there was a good reason they called it. Yards deep on every play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a few things real quick for you before, before you get out of here. Um, first of all, you talk about, uh, you know, Ed Reed, and that leads us neatly into the Ravens, and now here comes Derrick Henry and company. Is that, in simple terms, is that how you try and attack that defense as you try to make Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, uh, and those guys make tackles? Is that is that how you get at them? I mean, I think you have to if you're Tennessee. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to run up the middle of this Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got Brandon Williams, uh, Pecco, um, you know, a couple other, you know, big interior linemen, um, you know, D linemen. They've done a good job. Even their linebackers were filling those holes, um, you know. But Tennessee's formula, you know, if you watch them against the Patriots, it was some holes that we could have drove a car right. through. Mm-hmm. You know, New England at one point had nobody in the middle of the field. That defense got exposed in the second half of the season. They I mean, abs- from the Ravens game on, it was like, this is the number one defense? And, it doesn't look like right. it when you see them play good teams. And some of it was the level of competition. Mm-hmm. A lot of what they were playing earlier was, you know, uh, Sam Darnold and, you know, and the Jets, so they were able to confuse them a lot. You know, you saw the all-out pr- uh, all pressure, you know, was made a big point, and they were doing that a lot. But then they go and play a team like Houston, and they try to all-out pressure Houston, and Houston just dices them up. Like, Bill O'Brien has a game plan for it. And so, yeah, this defense did get exposed a little bit, um, you know, at the second half of the season. But, I mean, Tennessee's formula is to run the football with Derrick Henry. It's no secret. And I think the Ravens will be ready for it, but I think they are susceptible a little bit on the outside like we talked about. Um, you know, I think for them to win this game, though, it's, it's going to take more than Derrick Henry. They were able to do that to New England. You know, we talked about the aging old quarterback, and is it time for those guys to say, hey, the game's passed me by. Um, i tell you what, it, it is going to be a different ball game this week because, you know, that kid Lamar Jackson, he's going he's gonna to be able to do some things that is going to make Tennessee have to keep up because we've seen the Ravens score a lot of points. And so if Tennessee can't keep up, which is going to be tough just yeah. running the football, it's going to have to be Ryan Tannehill who has played great through the course of this season um, but didn't quite, you know, didn't ask him to do a lot in his playoff game. So, you know, we'll see how he responds because even to a fault, this Baltimore secondary – they it's the best. It's the best in they the NFL. And Jimmy play. Smith is, is weirdly, when he's out there, that defense gets pretty close I to mean, the top of the list. And when he's out, I don't know why. Look, they, were, they were saying That's Marcus it. Peters was a bust. Right. Or not a bust, but, you know, they weren't yeah. happy with the way he was playing in L.A., right? He goes out and he's all pro now. I know. Now Wade, our guy Wade's out. I, I don't I like that Wade. move. I, I don't like that. He's I, the I best. Um uh, but then the other side on the AFC, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I know Deshaun already has gone in to Arrowhead and beaten the beaten the Chiefs, yeah. but I still feel like the Chiefs are probably feeling like, boy, we dodged a bullet for one more week because Carlos Hyde probably isn't going to come in here and bang on us for 60 minutes and defeat us. I think the Bills might have been able to run all over. The, do you think that that's what undoes them? Is that well, Even if they get Derrick Henry well, as a six seed coming to Arrowhead, I still think like, I think they're going to get got by a team like Derrick Henry that'll just grind. But that defense is well, different and, now and, to and, when and they played the Texans. It is. Yeah, yeah, and that's the key. You know, I think this this Kansas City defense is what you're talking yeah, about, yeah. right? Yeah, this Kansas City de- de- defense is is a little bit different. You know, I know they get the stigma of giving up a lot of yards and not being that good, but they've made some strides in the back half of this season. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, I, I, I look forward to this matchup because it's going to show you two dynamic quarterbacks to where I feel like the league is going. Right. You know, it's dynamic. Oh, that, it's, it's a juicy matchup, pocket, that's for sure. Make strong arms, make electric plays. You know, both of these offenses, to me, can score a lot of points. To me, it's what defense shows up and right. gets those stops. And I don't think you're going to see, you know, a low-scoring game. I think it's going to still be a shootout. But it's when, you know, can we get off the field on this third down? Can we can we not make this penalty? Or can we not, you know, turn the football over? I think it's going to be the team who plays the smartest brand exactly. of football because both of those quarterbacks are MVP caliber quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes won That play that year. Watson makes, oh, my it was, goodness. I mean, so, I, I was thinking about it from the Bills side of things. If you're a Bills fan, you get a weird – uh, crackback block called against you, which was a bogus call, in my opinion, in overtime, which deprives them of trying a 55-yard game-winning field goal mm-hmm. on the road, a game they should have won. And then to have that happen to you, I mean, Bills fans, oh, my, my heart breaks. I know. Heck, I was in there arguing with Mike Robb. He felt like the kickoff. He was like, I'm a special teams guy. It ain't no way that should have been, you know, that should have been a touchdown for Buffalo because you know he's a Buffalo that was I, That was but a little. Like, no no, no way. Like, I've seen guys not touch the ball right. in the end zone I, in, a, in today's day and age. That, this referee jazz of like, oh, we have to let everybody know we're here makes me crazy. Yeah. Speaking of referees, um, Two real quick for you. One, OPI on Kyle Rudolph yeah. or a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah, really? You gotta call it. I mean, I just think you have to call it knowing the history of what's happened yeah. to the New Orleans. <laughs> in that stadium. That that, the that's funniest. the one place. In that building to happen again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't over the top, but it was enough. And as a DB, you gotta understand. Any little place. Imagine if they, but call, they, they right. call it on us. Right? I know, I hear because you. Because they call it on us, and that's the only reason I feel like. And this. also, the D, he's like going backwards yeah, when he would he, be going forward. I mean, yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty obvious. To me, I guess I, I, I would have liked to see. I, I would have. I didn't want the game to end that way. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about that instead of Kirk Cousins. Man, that dime he dropped to Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, I still feel like the Vikings win the game, even if it's not on that particular play. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see the OPI. I would have. All right, that's uh, that's fair. I would have liked the game to carry on. I was enjoying it so much. Well, I, I, I wanted it to end. carry on. Nothing against so the Vikings. I love Kirk, but I feel so bad for Drew. Man. Yeah, yeah. Kirk is love is a lovely guy, and Kyle Rudolph is as great a, a man as the NFL has. He's really a nice, nice, thoughtful guy. So I was happy for their sake. But yes. I wanted to see the Saints go up to Green right. Bay. Now we got these. Yeah. The, and I wanted Seattle and San Francisco, which we still might end up getting in the title game. As long as the Titans and Texans, no offense to their fan bases, please understand, I want to see Mahomes v. Lamar Jackson with a Super Bowl trip. That's your best one. Ooh. But by the way, though, what do you think about this? I think the Titans are better than anybody in the NFC. If they somehow can get oh, through yeah. and get the to the Titans? soup, the Titans are better than anybody that the NFC can provide with the possible exception at this point. I'm talking about who can get to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not okay. talking about the Saints or whoever got okay. eliminated. Okay, already. okay. The Niners maybe are the exception. But I think... I, I think Ryan Tannehill would have a hard time against that Niners defense. Oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. That Titans offensive absolutely. line against the Niners defensive line with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, I love the guy, but not that's not going to happen. Okay. But uh, then short of the Niners, who who really is... Uh, are the Titans 
scared by coming out of the NFC. The Chiefs uh, and Ravens are better than gonna, anybody. I don't think we're yeah. going to have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. Why? Were you putting a cap on them now about the after they beat Ravens. the Patriots? It's because they score so many points. Or just scoring seems easy to right. them. Tennessee has to work at it. And, yeah, it works. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a slower, methodical approach. And at any point in the game, if you get down enough points – you can't just run the football. You will run out of time. Mm. You can't just run the football. And so, you know, the reason you're saying the Ravens and the Chiefs because at some point they're going to be up on you. The way they play football, and yes, Baltimore runs the football, but they do so many different things off of that run action. And when they're running the football, it's not getting four or five yards a pop. They're getting explosive plays in the run game. And so – their runs feel like passes because they're 20-yard gains. They're 30-yard gains. They're not five, six, seven-yard methodical little runs. Um, but, you know, any team, like I said, that makes Tennessee not be comfortable just running the football is going to get them trouble. Trouble. Uh, you said the 49ers. They are stacked on defense. And, yeah, they don't necessarily play the run great, but they can play the run. They can absolutely play the run. I'm just thinking of any other team in the NFL. The other one, I mean, the, the Packers, given that Matt LaFleur came from Tennessee, yeah. you would think uh, that maybe the if he knows, maybe if there's some you of that. that. they'd have a yeah. plan. Yeah. They'd have a plan for him. Yeah, but maybe you're right. When I look at it, ugh, you know, Minnesota doesn't, doesn't scare me when it comes to Tennessee. Uh, Seattle doesn't scare me. Green Bay doesn't scare me. It's really just the 49ers, but... I don't think Tennessee has a chance to get I mean, to the that, Super Bowl. <laughs> they did beat, for one's worth, they did beat the Chiefs. I also think that the Bills, the Ravens didn't want to see the Bills. I think a lot of teams yeah. didn't want to see the Bills. Uh-huh. But, okay, last question. By the way, spaghetti behind the glass and handsome. Is D'Angelo invited back? I think this has been a sure. banner. Uh-huh. I, don't know why, I don't know why we'd ask him to leave. I don't know why you're I'm not. I'm not listen, I'm not me. It's the fancy network people. They're like, oh, we need D'Angelo too much. Don't let them waste all the gold on you, you know, is what they're, is what they're saying. Um Last question, though. Do you buy – I've asked a lot of pro football players about this who've played in playoff games. Here's the puncher's chance that Derrick Henry has, especially the way they play, with they just grind you in the second half. If they have a lead, do you believe in the curse of Sposta, which is if you're the home team and you're a heavy favorite to win the game, that if you find yourself behind at some point, the home crowd feels like we were supposed to win this game. We're losing to the six seed, and that permeates its way down to the sidelines, both sidelines. And uh, and Lamar Jackson and all the Ravens are thinking like, we were supposed to make quick work of this Titans team. We're supposed to be in the title game. We're supposed to be in the Super Bowl. The Titans have a devil-may-care attitude. Is that a legitimate factor or no? The curse is supposed to. I mean, it's kind of the way I felt about the Saints game. You know, I felt like the Saints kind of thought they were just going to walk over Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out like that. That's it. right. And so, yes, yes, that can happen. Um, but when you when you play in the, the, the league's MVP, if you don't think he's going to be ready to play and that team, you know, this Ravens team's won 12 in a row. I, that's exactly so right. That's but he, the question. But he's had no adversity. They as the, no adversity. That's the trick. That is the question. Yeah, when's will he? They, they haven't had to do will it. Will they yet. stick to the program and continue to do what they do? Or will they say, oh, the last time he was in trouble, the last time he had to college. he had to rally the team was it was it, it was week whatever it was five four in yeah. Pittsburgh when yeah. they were like Duck Hodges might beat us that was the last time where yeah. the game was in jeopardy late yeah. and they yeah. were tra- where they had to make plays to to survive it uh, that's a long wait right. he gets and some we, adversity and, and he hasn't played for a couple of weeks as well so there's right. there's all yeah. kinds of reasons why 
All right. Maybe maybe they'll slide. I can't. I can't. I'd love for you to say. I can't look at the maroon and orange for another second. So <laughs> Hokies, baby. <laughs> Hokie, ACC. Yeah, I was a Big East guy though, but I take the ACC. Oh, I was. Though. I grew up a Big East guy with Pitt, but now I've switched over to oh, yeah. the ACC. Yeah, we've yeah. Had, we've all had to. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone so well. Um, uh, you want to give us a final pick here? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Give us that as you head out the door, Man. in case we don't cross paths before. I'm going to say Ravens and 49ers. Oh, you, you know what? That's called, that's called the rematch. irony bowl because they yeah, had. Rematch. That's the irony oh, bowl. Oh, no, let's not, let's not do that. That's right. Dave, that's right. Let's not do that. Greg Roman with Colin Kaepernick ran basically that kind of offense yeah. and, and reinvented pro football. Then the Niners let Cap and Greg Roman move on. Greg Roman reemerges in Baltimore. Now he's running that offense with Lamar Jackson. If he defeats the Niners with that offense, that's ironic. It'd be a huge Handsome disagrees, but he doesn't Big have it. No, nah, that is going to be very ironic. See, thank you. See, <laughs> D'Angelo knows his, thes- his thesaurus and his uh, glossary, unlike yep. Handsome Hank. All right, D'Angelo, thank you so much uh, for coming it. in here. Yeah, let's uh, let's make let's it a regular Let's do it again. No doubt. I appreciate it. Yeah, we don't have to have Handsome if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I like Handsome. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Um, all right. There he goes, D'Angelo Hall, a successful first run. What'd you say, Spaghetti? Yes or no? And I was uh, a little uh, behind the curtain here. Mark Brady came upstairs and we were watching together, and we were both raving about it. So, all right, it, let's not it, get his head when, too big. When the big bosses are keep him, keep, keep him ground. Now no. he's going to charge we, Dave more for his, his, his next. His he embarrassed next himself. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, thank you, D. Hall. Appreciate the time. Um, you know, speaking of embarrassing, I said, as I've said forever, since Brett Favre went to the Vikings, what a disgrace. I understand the desperation if you're a longtime Vikings fan and you've played in four Super Bowls and come up short and all the heartbreakers over the seasons. I get that that might put you in a spot where you're like, I don't care how we get it done. Just get us a Lombardi. So I said, Brett Favre, how, how can you cheer for the guy who tormented you for the better part of two decades? Right. I also think it's weird that Packers fans are okay with it. Or, you know, I think that's also weird. But anyhow, um, it puts the Packers fans in a weird spot at minimum. So anyhow, I mentioned because there's among the many rumors out there, I have said for three months now, Tom Brady is going to be an L.A. Charger. Which, we'll by the way, that has taken off. I've seen... Like, you were one of the first people I saw. One of! All right, all right, fine. I think you was the first. I, think, I want to give Okay, credit. fine. You were the first. I've seen people now reference it as people in the NFL are talking about, you know, like how, the, how it gets at this time of year. And now, you know, everyone is... I think Troy Aikman was the one I saw. Seen that. Weekend. Skip Bayless. No, Troy Aikman. What, what, listen, where's Dan? I think he could go. I think I, I've heard he could go to the Chargers. Like, what, you listen to the DDFP? What is, yes. how, how do you think that? Derek Carr does. This is not the first time that we've started something like this, and it kind of floated out, and people have just taken it as, like, their original thought. Right. I'm uh, actually bothered I mean, by the worst right one ever. The worst one ever is last year when Maurice Jones-Drew, not every single week, but from September through the playoffs, was – beat for beat telling us what was going on with Levy and Bell in the Levy and Bell camp. And then some people picked it up and other people were like, well, what's Maurice actually know about that? He's, it's his agent. They share an agent. Share of course agent. he knows what's going on. <laughs> they have good information. That was vexing as well yeah. for me. But anyhow, handsome. Yes. Tom Brady, my latest one. But is I this too late? Okay. Okay. Because I've, uh, you know, to, to, Pull the curtain back again. Eddie's already pulled it back one time. I'm going to pull it back again. We, Eddie kindly puts together a little sheet, fact sheet for us. Here's what, you know, some of the things we might talk about. Right. Normally we hit on about 8% of it. Right. There's something, you're, are you about to throw out a rumor that Tom Brady's going to the Steelers? 
No, I had heard that, but let me, uh, no, I didn't hear any actual, but they were one of those, hey, you know what's a good landing place for Tom Brady? People are just plugging regardless of right. who the coordinator is and everything else. I just think, what, do they need a QB kind of math, you right. know, simplistic kind of thing. But I do want to float two more for you. At the time of this recording, I've heard from birdies, little ones. Two things. Sparrows. To quote, to quote the late, great uh, Myron Cope, a little birdie told me. Or, yeah, Sparrow. Yeah, let's yeah. to join to, your world. To quote the late, great, um, my, what was he? What, who was he? The Meister, the the something? The mustachioed guy with his sparrows. With the sparrows. Why is those spaghetti confused Eddie's by this like, for? Game of Thrones, Eddie. We've gone back to, like, The guy with the mustache favorite. who pushed the lady in oh. the hall. Oh, the sparrows. No, no, no. No, no. no Varys has his little birds. Oh, okay. Varys. Yeah, Varys. Littlefinger is the mustache. No, he guy. doesn't have his little bird. It was no. taken away from him in childhood. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah he had that... Com- his budgerigar was taken away. Right. I don't think spaghetti... <laughs> you guys confused... All right. I, mean, I know Game Dave, of Thrones t- Sorry, well. we, this is awful. Two things. One... The next coach of the New York Giants will be Bill Belichick. One. Okay, but who told you that? This I, is I've heard it. And the and the other one is <laughs> the voice this is more head. this is more wild speculation, Eddie reckless speculation. That. The other one is Urban Meyer to the Cleveland Browns. Those are my two predictions. Let's see. If either one if two out of those three come true, then I need a parade. Right? What's the, what's the third one? I just gave it to you. Urban Meyer. Yeah, well, sorry. Tom Brady right, what's to the, the first Chargers. one? Oh, Tom Brady to the Chargers. Okay. Belichick. Two out of three. Two out- Why Wait, would, if, you're Dave, Bill, if you're Belichick, let me just say this. If you're Bill Belichick, you're about to get, I don't know what the, what the uh, discipline's going to be, but the league is going to do something to the Patriots. Right. As, uh, uh, who who um, said that? Schefter said that he had sources that the league's about to do something to the Patriots, and based on... Uh, the fact that this isn't the first go-round for the Patriots, you assume it's going to be a draft pick. Yep. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. something. And Belichick is that we, we, we had nothing to do. Football operations had nothing to do with it. Basically, arm's length. Like, wasn't us, but he's still going to suffer the consequences as the guy who's running football operations, one. Two, rumors about McDaniels and Brady leaving. Three, he didn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago. He lost that power struggle. Now he looks at Jimmy G and says, we'd be fine as an organization. We could we could transition neatly from Tom Brady into Jimmy G, except uh, now Jimmy I think, G. I think he, they would have done already. I, I, I fun, think if he'd been there, I think ooh, they that's would have done That's a fun NFL. That's a fun NFL, but I would, I would say ooh, I like that. after last year's win, I think he would have been like, hey, Tom, thanks so much. I mean, in the soulless operation that is pro football so often, and certainly the Patriots are not nostalgic about retaining guys. Tom Brady himself says, I'm not much for nostalgia. I think that, right, I think Jimmy G would have taken over at some point in 2019, or at worst, well, we're going to let the GOAT take his last run here. And in 2020, Jimmy G, the gig is yours. But as it is now, Jimmy G's not an option. And I bet Belichick's a little raw about that. Like I set this organization up to make a nice, easy move from 12 to 10. And now what are we supposed to do? Andy Dalton. I think that all amounts to where's a better football situation now. Like I can go to the Giants and it's nice and clean. And I got Saquon. Nice and clean. I got a ton of money to spend to fix my area of expertise, the defense. I have some nice defensive pieces. I have on offense, Saquon, and I've got Danny Dimes and so on. My offense is young. That's a, that's a not, You could do a lot worse if you're uh, Belichick. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that would be worse, 
the New England Patriots in 2020. What situation? What? What about that situation? Unless Willie McGinnis is proven accurate and prescient, when he sat with us two months ago and he said. Maybe Tom Brady, and you can hear Bob Kraft in his words talking about Tom Brady. I hope that we're a part of his plans. If he wants to retire, he retires. If he wants to play, I hope we're a part of his plan. Maybe Brady does go to Kraft and Belichick and say, this is it. Stack it. But let's go. Like, this is what I need. I need that guy, a free agent. You got to draft this guy if he's available in the first and so on. A few pieces and fix that thing up. And then we say our good nights and never look each other in the eye again. After 2020, I don't know, but anyway, but, but right. That that makes a ton of sense. It it does. It does. To some extent. I think the one issue with that is Tom Brady doesn't get to name who you want to draft and who you want to sign, because one of the things that they're going to need to do is plan. If it is, if this is it, we need to draft your successor and we probably don't have him on the roster right now or, or sign your successor and we don't have him on the roster right now. So one of the things you're going to have to deal with, and I think Tom Brady, we've all heard, is famous, famously not being that guy, is like, you are going to be sharing a room with the guy who is going to fill your shoes in the future, and you need to be a you know kind, welcoming host, not like cut them out of all processes. Or he could go to that, or Tom Brady could go to the Chargers, and with the sixth pick, maybe they draft two at a learn at the knee of the goat. Two is going to be gone. He'll be gone. Fifth pick. To the Dolphins. Correct. I, uh, I listen, that's fine with me. And also, fine with the, me too. the other team that sits in a position of luxury is the New York Giants in terms of what they need. They're not drafting a QB, I'm guessing. They're not going to do a Kyle Murray kind of, Kyler Murray kind of thing, right, Spaghetti? So they can say, you want Tua? And you know who else wants Tua? A couple other teams. What's the most you're going to give us for that uh, for that uh, right. pick there? I've seen uh, reports that two, three, and four could all be traded out, or like two, like the Redskins might want to move back in the draft too, because now teams want to go and move up the Dolphins, the Chargers, a couple of teams want to move up and get those quarterbacks. If it is Tua Herbert, and then it's like Fromm or Hurts, Jordan or Love, I think, is the next one. Yeah, so I mean, the Giants are in a really good spot, but David Gettleman has literally never traded back once in his career as a GM. But I guess if Belichick is the head coach slash GM, that won't really matter. That's what changes it, right? Belichick, yeah, his first order of business is like. Dave Gettleman can stay, but he can't stay in my way. He's not allowed to speak. Kind of like the Jason Garrett negotiation down in Dallas. Like, well, I'm not leaving, Jerry. (laughs) That was weird. I I I feel bad, but like, it's a little weird. that There there was definitely like, if they were married, then there's a good chance that Mike McCarthy had already, um, you know, had some kind of relationship with Jerry while he was still uh, with, with Jason Garrett. Yeah. And by the way, so Lincoln Riley and Matt Rule both still out there at the time of this recording. The weird thing with I Rule, guess Lincoln Riley could still wind up in Cleveland. Rule and his meeting with the Panthers, his first team he's meeting with is Carolina over the Giants, which is a weird development because apparently they were both linked with Giants and Rule were always linked like together. Well, um, maybe which maybe may, he's the next Patriots. It, well, it may add into some credence about the Belichick thing because the Giants are not pressing as hard as they once were. Maybe because the loss of the Titans are like, okay, we could actually get our guy. They heard some stuff. It could help that theory out. How excited are you? Speaking of disrupting these long runs of success, 
uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton, not as successful, obviously, as Belichick and Brady, but still a, a decent run. They get the one Super Bowl. But mostly at this point, you're pretty sad if you're a Saints fan. You, you, that, that's a decade ago yeah, that will, you we, vanquished Payton in the meet. I mean, the last three years. Think of the, the heartbreaks. You get Stephon Diggs, and then you get the bad right. call against the Rams, and then you lose in overtime to a team you were supposed to beat by double digits. That, that uh, hurts. How excited are you if you're a Saints fan right now about, like, we're running it right back, though, guys. We're doing it again. We got uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. This time will be better. I don't know. I mean, Teddy, like, I would be excited because Teddy Bridgewater's there. And, you know, everyone's you talking. Keep him. Everyone's talking. If you can keep him. But, I, I mean, everyone's talking about the Patriots potentially being, you know, not nostalgic with Tom Brady and, and saying thanks, but see ya, which is at least one of the possibilities there. I don't think anyone's talked about that with Drew Brees, but I could see that also happening. It's like, Drew, you got your record. You may, maybe you want to continue playing, but we think it's time to to hand this over to Teddy Bridgewater. He did a great job for us when you weren't around this season. Let's, let's move on. He's a free agent. I, I mean, I try to gauge those things. I, I think the measure is generally... Are we are we making the best decision? Because as we say, all every offseason, every offseason is consumed. Once uh, you get through free agency and the draft, every team you can kind of make a case like, well, if things break right, maybe we have a deep playoff run in, a, in us. Is Drew Brees the best possible option for the Saints in 2020 to make that deep playoff I, run? Well, the, or they, is there another... Is there an alternative that exists somewhere, the guy you can go they get? They do and- have the benefit, though. I mean, I get it. He's a free agent as well. But Teddy Bridgewater has right. done That's it. I'm knows the you offense. Believe He's in on that. the team. It's different from the Patriots where it's like, right now it's Tom Brady or we have no idea what. At least with the Saints, you could say we've, we've seen what Teddy Bridgewater can do and we like it. Um, if you don't mind, let's uh, take Plus a— Plus Taysom Hill. Let's let's take a detour. Handsome, this is Handsome's last show for a fortnight at least, right? A fortnight, yeah. I have to I have to um, hit the road. I'm heading to um, Canada, Germany, oh. Oh. UK. Wow, all in the space of a ten day um, thing. Good for trip. you. Have a have a glorious trip across well, the I, seven I, it's seas. It's going to be but, a little tricky, but um, before that though, I want to address something. The twenty. Eighth annual Shecky Awards were handed out a week ago. I Ooh. encourage you, Nate, demand you go back. Controversial as always, fruit of the year. People were not happy. Spoiler alert, if you didn't hear it, the fruit of the year, the honeydew. Now, I've had three since the clock struck midnight, the ball dropped in Times Square. I've had three Cosmic Crisp Apples. And let me tell you something. If you ain't in on the Cosmic I, Crisp Apple, where are you getting? I mean, these, they, they taste like a cherry mixed with a with an apple, sweet and delicious. Do you get them? Are you getting them from some of the dispensaries here? How do you How do you get some Cosmic Crisp? I have my connections. Really? Yeah, I, talk I mean, to me I've, after the show. Some maybe some will fall out of the back okay. of a truck or something. Thank you very much. I can if help you, you out. get me some Cosmic Crisp. I would love that. They're in grocery stores. Go I've never grocery. ever. I, I never looked for them this weekend. I even asked. I embarrassed myself with a farmer's market. I did the same thing, like, and the hey, guy the guy who worked hey, there was hey, like, "No, hey, we don't have those." Have you, have you got any Cosmic Crisp? The guy was like. Looked at me like I w- I'd asked him for. I got any? Got any uh, CC? Yeah. C. You know, like yeah. that. And he's like, yeah. oh, no. And I he went and he walked me all through all the varietals of apples. Yeah, I was like, I'm not store. interested in any. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think I've we seen, have those. I've seen Fiji's, buddy. And I found one, but then, yeah. I, but at the grocery, as the guy's walking, he's like, I don't think we have them here. I don't. I think he was trying to distract me so I wouldn't buy them. His precious right. Cosmic Crisp. He wanted to keep them for himself, but my eye caught it. I was like, "There they are, right there!" And I grabbed some. They're delicious. But 
What's done is done. We cannot go back and no, twenty twenty. I mean, that's that. It like, can't be Crisp is going to do this. It's twenty twenty or bust. The year has started off right. deliciously, but your fruit of the year for twenty nineteen, the honeydew. As big an upset as I can remember in the category of fruit of the year. Have you had but, any honeydews in twenty twenty? No, I have not. That, I mean, that speaks. Good question. That speaks um, volumes about like, okay, great, they did it in twenty nineteen, but it doesn't sound like they're going to be back in twenty twenty. If you loved it that much. You'd think you now. Well, I mean, I, I hear. I listen. I'm not here to debate things with you. Right now, let's debate something. The uh, the Sonic Award, so given to each year for the sports town whose fans suffered the most in the calendar year. This is not necessarily. Sometimes it is, but not necessarily who because all our teams stunk and they were the worst in the league. If you had your heart broken as a Saints fan, that would be a chip for New Orleans sports fans that we had another heartbreaker. I gave it. Last week, one week ago, it went to the city of Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Cleveland had a terrible year. What else mm-hmm. is new as a sports town? But I've gotten enough word from the citizens of the Czech Republic. Dissatisfaction. I missed. I swung and missed. They demanded that I make it Oakland. And I thought it through. The Raiders moved to another state. That's, I mean, as I said at the time, if you lose a franchise, that is, that's got to be worth 100 Bad seasons. And the Antonio Brown thing was an embarrassment that was a, that was to the team. Right. It was embarrassing uh, to get treated that way. And the Warriors, after their glorious run, it all, I mean, overnight just goes away. It's not like they gently uh, went into the good night. It became a disgusting night immediately. A disgusting um, night. And then the other thing is that I kind of wasn't really lucid about in, in during our consideration of uh, the Sonic Award is – how weird it is if you're the Golden State Warriors and you've supported them as an East Bay resident for the last quarter century. You root, you go watch Baron Davis and everything else and few other highs until Steph Curry arrives. Then they build a new arena for him and they say, you're still allowed to root for the Warriors. Now you just got to come to San Francisco if you want to see him. And it's going to be more expensive for you. That's a slap in the face yep. of the East Bay. That means, drum roll please, Spaghetti, amendment. Your 2019 Sonic Award winner, I'm sorry and congratulations, is Oakland, California. Is this going to be like the Oscars? Are you going to have to, like, yeah. put your arm around the city of Cleveland and say, hey, so sorry. Like, not only was your year bad, but now it, it's got worse because I'm taking the award for being bad right. away from you. Put in spaghetti, drop in some Jimmy Kimmel, like, what did you do, Warren? Or, you know, some of that stuff, or some Steve Harvey or whatever from uh, from past blunders like that. This was no yeah. blunder. I take the feedback. It's uh, like I said about my list of the greatest teams I've ever seen that I issued on social media over the weekend. It's much like our Constitution, the right. U.S. Constitution. It's a leave, living, breathing document there to be amended yeah, by the citizenry. That's not how rate. most awards shows work, but no, that's fine. but that's why, because yeah. I'm an empath. That's how I work. <laughs> The blue ribbon panel of one yeah. is open. Um, what else, handsome? Before you depart here, any thoughts that you wanted to get off your? Well, I, I just, I my thoughts are, I want to react to what happened this this weekend in Wildcard Weekend, and in particular the picks that you and I made. We had exactly the same picks going into the weekend. Eddie um, went one better than we did, but for me, part of the reason I made the picks I made was because I believe the teams were going to win, A, but B, it made the matchups that I wanted to That's see right. in Division so Playoff Weekend, too. which you and I have discussed, is the best weekend in the NFL calendar. This is, you know, coming up this weekend is, without doubt, my favorite weekend. 
and while I loved all this weekend's games, and it was a wild, put the wild in wildcard weekend, I'm just, I'm slightly disappointed mm. that I'm not getting the matchups that I want. Well, you know what's going to be even worse? About I know, well, it's not, not even worse. Is No, like, I hear you. Yeah, but level. you know what's going to happen that's going to disrupt the next round? I have a bad feeling, and hopefully I'll turn around emotionally. One of the... I think the Vikings are going to beat them. One of the bad, one, one of the bad team, bad teams, but one of the teams that we didn't want to win, or didn't think would win this weekend. One of those three will win. If it snowed in Green well. Bay, that would be it. If you had Drew Brees against that, now Russell Wilson, it's fine and everything, but it's not it, uh, for whatever reason. They played. I don't know if you know, but they played a pretty good, pretty good game in the past. Who Russell Wilson against the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, well, they yeah they I, I saw that <laughs> well, one. You remember yeah. that? I was, in fact, in the Seattle airport when that happened. There was a roar from uh, from one of the gates, and I said, what happened? And they said, the Golden Tate, I think, just caught a touchdown pass, and they don't know, and they were debating, and it, by the time I landed back in L.A., it had been made clear that they had made a yep. atrocious call, um, the referees. But, yeah, they well, listen, the Matt Hasselbeck game up in Lambeau, right. we're going to take the ball because we're going to win in overtime. There have been some good uh, games over the years. I just think that Drew Brees against Aaron Rodgers with the trip to the um, to the conference final, that would have been a little juicier. And, again, Vikings uh, at Niners is the – On the, the other one. hand, yeah. I think the on, Vikings the, are going to beat them too. I like us. I just hope I can turn that around. Well, here's what's interesting about it. We'll we'll make our pick later in the week on on that game officially. But I will say one fun wrinkle is we we happen to know we talked to a number of people who said who told us as much and were plugged in and would know this that Kyle Shanahan's the prize that he fancied two years ago was Kirk Cousins. It was all but done until Jimmy G was suddenly made available and they grabbed him. And then that got in the way of Kirk Cousins in, in advance of free agency. Otherwise, Kyle Shanahan was going to bring Kirk Cousins there. So instead that. now, here comes Kirk to play Kyle. I don't know if that gives anybody an edge or whatever, yeah. but it is a fun little story. Uh, on the other hand, what we what it does set up for us is, you know, one of the reasons I was hoping the games turned out the way I, I predicted was that we get 49ers Seahawks this yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I want. Divisional wanted. round. Maybe we get it as the conference I championship also, game. So maybe that's the the um, the golden lining. I agree. Lining, but right? you know what's Clouds, completely yeah, plausible, though, too, is a Vikings at Seahawks sure. super uh, trip for the Super yep. Bowl on the line. That yep. is a completely reasonable um, outcome of yep. the divisional round. Titans, Texans. Less so, right? I, I just, Who the, knows? the Texans, can the Texans, I, I, I would be more likely to bet my thumb that the, have a thumb, th- that the Titans, you, you mean, no yeah. longer have a thumb. All right, my middle finger. I'll send right. it to you. The, uh, I would, I, I'd be more likely to bet uh, a digit on the Titans to defeat the Ravens than I would, um, I, I, but I, you know, who knows? That's a, that Chiefs uh, does look good. But here's the other thing that I was going to ask D'Angelo and we were running too long with him. But the other thing is too, do you buy all, all my talk has been this year? I just don't know. We have to see. And the defense has rounded into shape for KC. And can they stop a team from running? I don't think Carlos Hyde and company are that scary. So they should probably at least get to the title game where they'll try to shoot it out as best they can with uh, with the Ravens if, if things track the way they're supposed to. The question, though, with the Chiefs is, can they run on anybody? Like, Is there anything that makes you think that you could apply 
the formula that you saw when any team had the lead over the weekend. It's like, let's just run the ball. Let's just keep we, running the ball. And I'm like, can they do that? I don't think they can. We didn't think they could do that last year when they got into the playoffs. And if you remember, that was when Damian Williams came alive for the Chiefs. And and he's back and healthy and had two weeks to rest. But up. he's more like of an explosive type. I'm talking about like, hey, it's the Pound. fourth quarter right. and we're up seven. And now we're going to put the game away with a six minute drive here and just ride this guy with eight to 11 carries here. Damian Williams isn't that. Then I wonder, is it Shady McCoy? Is that why they late took his Maybe. jersey in week 17 and said, let's keep the old man as fresh as we can and Maybe. roll with him? That would be a, a fun little story to see emerge here. Hey, the NFL playoffs, is, if you couldn't tell from us talking about it, they are in fact here. So watch Ooh. every game of what's left of the postseason for free with the Yahoo Sports app or the official app of the NFL on your phone or tablet. Plus, get all your latest breaking news, highlights, and more. Download the NFL app or the Yahoo Sports app in your app store or at nfl.com slash mobile today. Certain restrictions and data rates might apply. Might. Um, they might. They It says may, but I, that's what I do. I just right. improvise, bro. Yeah. I'm just, I'm like Jim Carrey. I change that may. <laughs> really I see up. may. I blow right past that stop sign, you know? Um, spaghetti very quickly before we wrap up here, uh, but uh, heartbreaker of the weekend spaghetti has written down here. Who do you think had it the worst Eagles washing Josh McCown again? Carson Wentz goes out. It's never good to lose a playoff game. It hurts your feelings, but the saints, a third year, this one in overtime last year in overtime, the year before the last second, when you think you're about to win miserable, and then the Bills, like I say, I, they have the best case about – forget the Saints that was OPI. They're not going to call that. That was – I don't think – did you think in the moment, oh, they should call that? I did, yeah. Did you really? Okay. Well, I just thought because of – because like in that stadium with everything that – It would have been funny if they would have reversed it. Well, not necessarily funny. It's like that they, – they literally went into the offseason and said, okay, we're going to change the rule based on what happened here, and we're going to make these things reviewable. And they even said – for the case of these types of moments where we need to re review it. And then it doesn't didn't even feel like it got more than a cursory glance because it was like I was like, oh, OK, maybe they're going to maybe they're going to look at it. And then they're interviewing. It was awfully the subtle. It's not it's not. I mean, but the point is, is that it, it's well, supposed to be severe. And that was maybe he maybe Kyle Rudolph created some room, but they do that on every play. And if you start calling that. Then you like I uh, you know well, like I said during the Texans Bills game you start calling that more subtle stuff than throw the red flag every pass that's incomplete or complete right. either way what well they uh, what I are you gonna they, do they, can they, of they, worms they did start doing it didn't they I mean in that first game Bill O'Brien threw it and it was like have you not watched any football this season you really think that's gonna get overturned right because ridiculous it's like a marginal pass interference call but I think the Bills to me on some line obviously the Patriots dynasty may be over but then again we've uh been bitten by that snake before so let's not assume that those pieces are all going until they do but i'm right about where they're going um when they do um but the other the bills i think they are owning the game and then the second half starts and it would have been all-time lousy if they would have let that touchdown yeah. count for the texans because the uh kick returner flips the ball to the ref but they could have it wouldn't have like once the call's made there, it, it was almost surprising that they were like, yeah, we're going to overturn this. I was kind of right. in that moment like, oh, well, thank goodness that they got it right. But I'm surprised that they overturned it. They overturned it. Then Sean McDermott did some weird stuff. Going for it on fourth and 26 was just senseless. 
and then the Josh McCown lateral and all that stuff. But then the backbreaker, the in overtime. By the way, I had that game. Texas, I had the the um, I'm sorry, the uh, Bills winning that game, 22 to 19. It went to overtime at 19 apiece. I almost got it. You almost. Well, I did get it at 22. You did. You got the score just the wrong way. Um, what's your? Who would you least want to be a fan of today? I think it's the Saints. I mean, the Bills. I get that was disappointing, and it's disappointing because they're not in the playoffs frequently, and so you know for that reason. But the game is 60 minutes long, or in this case, 75 minutes long, and they didn't play well enough to win the game in the end. But the Saints, to me, just had everything going their way again. It was set up for them to have a, a nice run through the playoffs. It is, you know, to some extent or other, you know, Josh Allen, I think, will be back leading, especially if this is the end for the Patriots. He'll be leading a team into the playoffs, whether it's as a wild card winner. By the way, another good an reason AFC. for Belichick to move on. Right. Bills, here come the Dolphins. You assume here they're going to be the good Dolphins. with Ryan Flores. For right, sure. Listen, that's I'm right. with you. I, hey, I'm back on board. It's 2020. I put my 2019 behind me. And this Adam Gase jazz. If you're if you're uh, if you're the Jets ownership, you don't you go. Hey, uh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I know we said we're keeping Gase, but come on down here, man. Yeah. Well, maybe Bill Belichick. That is the New York team he ends up with. Uh-huh. Putting putting aside 20 years of he accepted misery. their offer once he, he, maybe, for a day. He, maybe this time he's gonna. Tell Robert Kraft, actually, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going back to the Jets. Hey, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, but I'm vain. And um, or if you've ever picked that up, that vibe from me before. And with the teams that have now survived on the the divisional round, Eddie Spaghetti um, did some banner work and he dug up all our interactions in the last year or so with guys that are still moving on and right. still alive in this uh, postseason here. And I thought who it would have be- we got who, who, which people have you, have you spoken with up until now? Well, we talked to Derrick Henry in Nashville, Ooh. Tennessee, and you, you might've seen, if you watch that Patriots Titans game, they showed a highlight of Derrick Henry when he was, uh, when he was in high school. And it reminded me of something that I asked Derrick Henry when we were sitting in, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee spaghetti. Why don't you share that noise right now in high school? Did on any play that you got the ball, did you ever get tackled? Come on because now. Would be I, I got to because I would say I'm you know, we don't know each other very well, but I, I I'm gonna say it anyway because I don't jive. If you got tackled once, I would feel like that's underwhelming. You should never have gotten tackled. Look at you. <laughs> what what sixteen year old kid was gonna wrap you up and take you down to the ground? I mean, I got tackled. Um, and um, you know, yeah, I gained a lot of yards in high school. High school was just fun. I just love playing in my hometown in front of everybody, everybody from back home. So, yeah, um, a lot of memories from high school, and, you know, um, I still miss those days. You still miss them? Yeah. Even though you're now making 99-yard runs in pro football and, and doing It, it ain't nothing football. like those Friday Night Lights. If you ever play high school football, you nothing like it playing in your hometown. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You enjoyed that, did you? Yeah, it was really that was good. Great. Well, see, because he's a big man, yeah. and he shouldn't get tackled. No, right. By people That's built like yeah. me, exactly. Right. That's why I found it funny. I appreciate that you remember. <laughs> <laughs> we have other good sound for you too. Do you want to save that spaghetti though for later in the week? I mean, hopefully these teams. Will, oh yeah, I guess you could do the second. Show. After the way Derek Henry just delighted handsome so much, I think <laughs> we should play that for whoever we have on uh, on Wednesday show. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Let's yeah. do that. We have a lot. We have some noise from Deshaun Watson talking about Clemson and his successor there, Trevor Lawrence. That's good stuff. Kirk Cousins. Remember Kirk Cousins um, at uh, NFL could- Honors last year? I gave him uh, one water ski. I bet, I, Kirk, 
feels like a guy who would get that. You and Kirk have had, had uh, good times together before. We have. I remember we've, we've had... when he was in Washington. Sure. You want to tell anyone that story? Someday I'll, tell, Some... I'll share that. <laughs> Someday. Someday I'll tell the full story of that yeah. one. In the meantime, though, I will tell you that when we get a Kirk had, well, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was six months or whatever into his hundred million dollar deal or however big it is. I gave him a water ski and he's like, just one water ski. Like, hey, Richie Rich, go buy yourself the, the other, other one. one. Right. To take up asking me where the other one is. And yet I still find myself happy for him because he's a nice fella. Uh, one of my, one of, you know, one of my favorite things about him is I did interview Kirk Cousins when he was the Skins QB right in front of their playoff game at home. Right against, in front of it. A little, a little too close. For like comfort. 36 hours yeah. before, maybe even tighter than that yeah. for real. And um, I talked to Cousins. And uh, the two things that stood out to me about that one in, in advance of them losing to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in that playoff game, whatever that was, four or five years ago, and um, right in the height of the um, you like that stuff. Um, and two things. One, at the end of the interview, he goes, not be, and this is not me uh, uh, humble bragging. I mean, it bragging is, it is a bit. It's, it's not. It, I goes, know what you're about to say. He goes. He goes at the end of it. He. I, I say, hey, thank you so much, Kirk. That was uh, that was fun. Whatever. And he goes, hey, can I tell you something? That was a really nice job you did with that interview. <laughs> Pro athletes typically don't do that. It had nothing to do with the quality of the interview. It's just that he's a nice guy, a nice and he guy. makes you feel nice as right. you walk away. He knows who he is. He knows he's the starting quarterback of one of uh, pro football's teams in the playoffs, and he takes the time like, hey, I just wanted you to know. I thought that was really well done. Like, just uh, yeah, get out of here feeling yeah. good about yourself. And as far as that goes, I asked him because he was mic'd up at some point that season, and I was struck by the fact that – after every good play his receivers made or every touchdown or otherwise, he would go up to all his playmakers and he would go like, that's why you're one of the best in the league. That's why we go. That's all that. Almost kind of like he's almost like that's part of his shtick is, right, is like, telling people that they're better. That they're good at that stuff. They do right. Than they actually right. are. It lined up with that. Yeah. Exactly. Like I was really, I was, that's why you're the best. That's why we win games, all that kind of stuff. And I said, I, it's really crazy. I, there's no mic'd up of Dan Marino doing that. There's no Tom Brady praising his teammates for for doing yeah. their job and all and so on. I said, "Why do you do? I, I've never heard that before." He's like, "Because in my case, and he said this sincerely too. It didn't seem like a put on. He's like, in my case, they really do have to play that well. If they don't play their very best, I cannot make it in the NFL as right. a starting quarterback. I'm not good enough. They have to play above themselves, so I have to boost them up in that manner." I thought that was great. That's I thought, a good admission. I thought that was really neat that he said that. Anyhow. Might be prescient this weekend as well against the 49ers. I don't know. I, I, yeah, they should. I mean, the Niners should beat them, but that defense is not jive. Right. And Dalvin Cook, that was the, the thing that swung it for me, was I assumed Dalvin Cook was – it was going to be one of those things yeah. once the season ended, it was going to be like, yeah, after Dalvin hurt his shoulder yeah. back in the – he was never right it, again. But he was running like – We said that he was like okay. Five. Right. Right. But he did. He looked uh, dynamite. If they can keep that going, man – they can they can get to the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Um, Eddie Spaghetti. Anything else you want to weigh in here on? Throw out, throw in, throw up. Belichick we had, no, rule. We had uh, well, Lincoln Riley. Take your pick. Urban Meyer. Take my pick as who I want or who. What do you I want? Think. What did you what eat, Eddie? You what did most? you eat this weekend while you were watching the games? There were four games over the weekend. They they spread them out nicely, so you had a, had a, like a brunch type of game. You had dinner. You had breakfast. Like what did how on, did, on Sunday? How did actually, you enjoy the games? My my New York Knicks were in town, so on Sunday I I was uh, in a suite actually at Stable. Of course Center he was at noon watching eating the, sweets. Uh, no, I I had a I got a turkey. I got the healthiest option Stable Center. It was like a turkey sub, so I just got that. You bum. 
dumb. You're in a in a luxury box and you ate the healthy choice. Well, they don't give you food if you're in like the work one. It's like from uh, the Spectrum Suite, so they don't they don't give like their employees like the free booze and and food. So I went on overspent on a uh, turkey sub. I watched uh, I watched at uh, Corolla's place in the Valley with uh, with among other Sal and Hench, and uh, we were doing our quarterback rankings, and um, at some point. I, the issue of to to round out this show is the idea of Tom Brady being on the Steelers, which I started to say and didn't finish. And um, I said, yeah, I can't believe because I said something earlier about I, you know, I would not want Tom Brady. You know, I don't. There's no chance the Steelers are going to go after Tom right. Brady this offseason. I said, but just just to make this 100 percent clear, if they did sign Tom Brady for the 2020 season, you can count Damashek out. You know, Damashek is not rooting for the Steelers if Tom Brady is their QB. It is not going to happen. And I know it's about. not. But then but then Hench, who's the big Patriots fan, uh, we've mentioned him before. He's been on the show before. Anyway, you know, he's a mixer. Um, and he said, that that's cra- of course you would want him on your team. And so, too, have many Steelers fans and Patriots fans. Oh, you're a liar. You're just saying that as a troll. Like, who am I trolling with by, by saying I don't want Tom Brady on the Steelers? I am not a desperate. I'm not. My, my team happens to have won Super Bowls. I'm not a. I'm not a Vikings or a Bills fan in a position of desperation. I've watched my team but win. So, like, I mean, I think from what we've seen from Tom Brady, I'm sure I'll be proved wrong, and he'll be hoisting the Lombardi next year and and the year after and the year after that. But I don't think he's better than. I mean, it's, it's I, like Peyton Manning. Forget at the that end part of, his of it. Forget that part of it. Even. Why would I, why would I want? And people said, "Oh, you hate Tom Brady." So it has nothing to do with hating right. Tom Brady. It's about being. It's about uh, pride in in the organization that I root for. I wouldn't want Ray Lewis to be the the key ingredient to a Steelers Super Bowl when he was playing either. It has nothing to do with the Patriots. That's a rival. I don't. Have a, that's a team that has shamed us. I don't want the bully who's bullied us to then be on my side. No, I want him to get beaten up. You see. I you understand, handsome. You're a Dolphins guy. Would you? Uh, would that make you happy if, for 2020? If, if I believed that Tom Brady or whatever rival you're talking about could help my team win a Super Bowl, and I haven't had as many, um, that would be all right. For I you. would be okay with it. You'd be okay as a Dolphins fan cheering for Tom Brady, who's tormented you. If, for 20 if years. If that's what it took to get my team a Vince Lombardi trophy, I would very, very Where's quickly. Where's your dignity? I very quickly scare that away. Where's but your I, honor? What do you want? How could you want that? Because I would like, because more than that, I would like, because the, the joy of seeing the team win the Super Bowl would be, would be enough for me. I'm trying to think of the UK, US equivalent of this. To I, don't need, I don't need equivalent. I, like, I understand it. I'm going to, you, you translating it into soccer is not going to be the UK, to understand. If the UK was like, yeah, we don't have anybody good to run for, uh, for prime minister right now. Like, and Obama was like, I'll do it. And he got elected. Would you be like, all right. Well, okay. That's yes. what, yeah. That probably would. That does. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Okay. That didn't work. That, All right. But you get my point. Spaghetti, right? If Isn't there the dignity? Coats. If the red there dignity? Do you re- just gonna? Are you? Are you just really gonna sign Seinfeld and root if, for laundry? If the UK's army was just like under undermanned and understaffed, and the redcoats said, mm-hmm. "We'll come and join you to help you defeat whoever," then I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine." I, I remember know, maybe if George Washington out. joined the Redcoats to fight the I don't know who they fought besides us. Yeah. The French? 
Probably. I don't know if they wore their red coats. Well, the French joined us to fight you guys. Yeah. I don't this know. Is I'm getting confused, and it's besides the point. The point is, need to, you I don't need want to some football it. rival being on my team. I, don't, I have no interest in that. When when Johnny Damon left the Red Sox and signed with the Yankees, that at that was first, gross. it made me feel really weird. And then I kind of <laughs> thought about it like, well, he chose to come here, so he wants our team to win now. And then I was like, I guess it is a business, and ultimately it's up to his decision. Yeah. And it's... I, I mean, kind of like stop caring. Uh, about hold on, it. we don't even have to go that far. Like, if what you talked about earlier with Bill Belichick going to the Giants, given that the Giants beat Belichick twice, if 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 he does it again, is that is that fine? Suddenly that Belichick's a Giant? I would feel weird about it because I don't. You don't. I, but he I has, would feel weird. No, but he has like a Belichick. But he has ties. Right. At least he's with Parcells, and there's some story to be told if you're a Giants guy like this makes sense he he you know he's an old school Well Tom Brady has ties up. to several teams as well he's beaten them all different and i know you uh, that that is gr- I, I can't believe that you would just throw away i mean you you've won the I'm not throwing yeah not in my lifetime no, that's true i'm not throwing anything away i'm gaining something out of this Whatever it takes. Yay! I mean, listen, I'm a Penguins fan I would for many be no years. no less excited. Brian Trottier was one of the big bullies for the New York Islanders that repressed the Penguins in my youth. And then old man Trottier in the twilight of his career made the scene in the igloo, and he put on the black and gold, and everybody stood up and cheered when he was introduced in the first game. Damashek booed. That's I booed it. <laughs> Rangers signed Scott Gomez from the Devils, who was their center forever from those. Cup I games. booed it, Spaghetti. I'm not going to cheer that Ranger. crap. He was a great Ranger, like in, you know, points wise, not great, but as like a locker room guy. I mean, it's it happens. Like, I cheered it. I said, listen, 19 old man Trots can earn his keep by performing in the postseason, and so he did. And I reluctantly applauded him. This is not the same as the quarterback of of a team. Like uh, like the Patriots and what they've done to my team, I would I, I can't imagine that people are that cavalier about who they'd be willing to root for. Like, whoa, she's wearing our uniform. I got to root for him if he makes us good. Like, what? Well, yeah. X's and O's wise, I don't think it makes. Where's I don't the thing? I get the the, the X's and O's. That's another discussion. But anyway, we'll have another discussion about the divisional round games. And in fact, we'll tell you who's going to win them by how much, all the rest of that. We'll do it without Handsome Hank, unfortunately. I'll be listening. He spreads the good word in Germany, Canada. Where else did you say? London, England. London, England. I'm going to be watching some playoff games. And like, as much as I love the divisional round, my my love is tested back to the old days. I'm going to be watching games at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Are you? And you're really going to set an alarm? Well, I won't have to set an alarm because the early game on Saturday night kicks off at nine or ten p.m. You'll just do, and I'll just go all the way through. That's what I used will you to really do, do, and that? I still got it. Will you really do well, that? Well, jet lag's going to help me because I will probably be awake. We, you got it, and I, this isn't jive. You got to send videos of you doing this that 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 confirm with a clock, not one that you can fix either, like a clock that shows you watching that helps games. You. I'd like to see that. Okay, fine. Tweet them out. Let's see. I want visual proof that you're. I, if you don't do it, I'm not going to think less of you. Three a.m. No, no, I mean, I'll ass. do it. I'll do it as long as I can do. Okay, that's my plan. All right. If you're up at three thirty a.m. watching football and you go all the way through the night to get to Will that, you throw spot, a parade for me. I don't know. I don't know. See, now it doesn't feel so good when the shoe's on the other foot, right. does it? I threw a parade for you before. You keep asking for parades. I see you on social media asking for parades. The last time I threw a parade, you were very upset. I deserve a new parade. We'll get you a parade. All right. Um, safe travels to you, handsome Hank. Eddie Thanks, Spaghetti. Dave. Good stuff with uh, D'Angelo. That was fun. I like we'll D'Angelo. Bring him Let's back. bring him back. 
I know. Even though he's crazy. Like, who thinks that that color? Did he say that? Did I miss that? That he said it's brown and orange? No, he said it's not brown. I know brown, but it would be better if it's brown. I mean, I, the brown's colors aren't good, but they're better than maroon and orange. Maroon yeah, and orange just don't go together. No, they don't. They wore a uniform this year that had a, um, it was like a white stripe with like the orange. Uh, Those white big orange. stripes on the arms. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty clean. Oh, you nice. can do. Yeah. I mean, you can make it look good by putting white around it. But when the basics are right. three colors that essentially clash with each other, you're, you're struggling. It's like the Jags colors. They finally have tried to marginalize the gold and that was a good right. choice. But when you have to involve metallic gold and turquoise and blacks, like, well, how, how good can the uniform possibly look? Right. Answer, not very. All right, so we'll be back in 48 hours with more Hui and Applesauce for you. Until then, for Spaghetti, Handsome Hank, and D'Angelo Hall, thanks so much, football fans! It's been a thin slice of heaven. Yes, it has. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.